A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. that human beings are demons. No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. There's probably a, a balance between, I believe you have to know Christ, but I think no. He is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are God's by faith in his son. Corinthians, right? 2 Corinthians 3, 7. Victory in the name which is above every name. No exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme. Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name, get out here right now. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Master's Dog, episode 83. I'm your host, The Evangelical Norm. So The Master's Dog is a podcast where I deal with false teachers, false doctrines, things like that. It started out as Faith and Beliefs Refuted, where I was just simply responding to the Saints Unscripted, formerly known as Three Mormons, segment of their podcast called Faith and Beliefs, and doing the response, and I said I was going to respond to every one of those videos that they made. Uh, Later on, I decided I wanted to expand into dealing with all kinds of other false teachers, also led to the uh, segment of this podcast called False Teachers of the Week, and so... um, that's where this came from, and it really is, it, it stems back from Saints Unscripted starting this faith and beliefs thing, started with their the LDS Articles of Faith, and I have responded to every video so far. So today we're playing catch up with the Saints Unscripted. I'm going to be responding to two videos. I'm actually going to do it in two episodes. I'm not going to do two for one. That would put this at probably close to an hour long, and I don't want to do that. So we'll have two probably... 25 to 30 minute episodes as I deal with catch up with the videos that they've released since I took a week off 
from the podcast last week. So this week, again, we are back with uh, David Snell from Saints Unscripted, and he is going to uh, present what the, the LDS believe about the resurrection and so on. And so we're going to let him talk, and then we'll respond as we need to, as we do all the time. So with all that being said, here we go. This is David with Saints Unscripted, uh, Faith and Beliefs, uh, the resurrection. Excuse me, the resurrection. Hey guys, so in our faith, you'll often hear Latter-day Saints talk about the resurrection as if it's this one singular event. But Latter-day Saints actually believe that the resurrection of the dead will occur in stages over quite a long period of time. Do you remember something in the Bible about the last days when the dead would rise from the grave? And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. So buckle up. Buckle, David. All right, so here's what you need to know going into this. Latter-day Saints believe that Christ's second coming will mark the beginning of a thousand-year period called the Millennium, during which time Christ will reign personally on Earth. And you can learn more about that in this episode. We believe that the final judgment will not happen until the end of the Millennium. Oh, well, that's a, that's a relief. Now, it's also important to remember that Latter-day Saints believe that heaven is divided into three kingdoms. The highest degree of heaven is called the celestial kingdom, followed by the terrestrial kingdom, and finally the telestial kingdom. Okay, now this is key to understand. Uh, this is where they really differentiate from any form of mainstream Christianity. You have different forms of Christianity that believe in the millennium, the resurrection, final judgment, all that, just as he has talked about here. I mean, you have other uh, groups, post-mill, ah-mill. I mean, there's so many different um, eschatologies within Christianity. But this, all of, the, all of Christianity believes in heaven or hell. Mainstream, biblical, doctrinally sound uh, Christianity believes in heaven or hell. Uh, this is where uh, the Mormons, Latter-day Saints, whatever you want to call them, differentiate and step outside of orthodoxy there's nothing biblical to support this teaching of this and these three levels of heaven so we'll let them get into it at the final judgment it will be formally determined which kingdom you are prepared to inherit judgment day judgment day with that as a backdrop let's talk about resurrection so because christ was resurrected we believe every Everyone who has ever received a mortal body, righteous or wicked, will be resurrected. But we do not believe everyone will be resurrected at the same time. There will be two major categories of resurrection. The first resurrection, which is designated for the righteous, and the second resurrection, designated for the wicked. But within each of those two categories, we have different stages. First, let's focus on the first resurrection. We're going to break this resurrection down into three stages. The morning of the first resurrection, part one, the morning of the first resurrection, part two, and the afternoon of the first resurrection. The morning of the first resurrection, part one, has already begun. It started when Christ was resurrected some 2,000 years ago. Remember Matthew 27. And the graves opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose, and came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared unto many. So, Christ and these saints kicked off the morning of the first resurrection, part one. The next stage of resurrection, the morning of the first resurrection, part two, will happen at Christ's second coming, which marks the beginning of the millennium. 
We believe Revelation 20 actually references this group of people. Blessed and holy is he that hath... It's a really, really long morning. Just saying part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Now, it should be noted here that the order in which you are resurrected correlates with the degree of heaven you have prepared yourself to receive. So, those resurrected at the beginning of the millennium will be those prepared to inherit the celestial kingdom. The missionary handbook, Preach My Gospel, describes these people as those who have repented of their sins, received the ordinances of the gospel, and kept the associated covenants. Stage. Okay, so now here, here we got to deal with the question. Christ and the ancient saints. If this is, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. If this is the beginning and these are the people who are going to inherit the celestial kingdom and part two. Two is the right the church of Christ or whatever the more I, and I I guess maybe he means the morning part one and part two are are uh, inheriting the celestial kingdom, but again we look back at Christ and the ancient saints none of the things that the LDS Church teaches today have any signs that they were ever taught in the Bible so we see nothing of marriages in the temple. In the Bible, um, Old or New Testament, we see nothing of that. We see nothing of endowments. We see nothing of baptisms for the dead. We see nothing of any of these things happening in the temple. What we see in the temple in the Old and the beginning of the New Testament is sacrifice. The temple of the LDS Church, which is the requirement and stuff that is needed for the celestial kingdom today, none of that is in the Bible. None of it. Let me say it again. None of it. It is all sacrifice. It is, it is the, the law carried out by the priests and so on. So how are they claiming that the ancient saints who were resurrected at, this, at the time of Christ's resurrection when they came out, how are they claiming that they get to inherit the kingdom of heavens by, by following the ordinances of the church when the ordinances of the church did not exist and what they were practicing in the temple was sacrifice? Three, the afternoon of the first resurrection will occur during the millennium and will be composed of those people who have prepared themselves for the terrestrial kingdom. These people are those who do not accept the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ in this life or in the world to come, the spirit world, but live honorable lives. And those are the stages of the first resurrection. Part one of the second resurrection, the resurrection of the wicked, will take place at the end of the millennium. It's judgment day. These will be the people prepared to inherit the kingdom of least glory, the telestial kingdom. These people are those who continued in their sins and did not repent in this life or accept the gospel in the world to come. And finally, after... Okay, here is a key thing to the fallaciousness of the LDS gospel. He just said it. None of these people repented. Now, they love to point out, especially Kwaku, loves to go back to this whole thing of, well... Christians don't believe that Jews who believed uh, who died in the Holocaust will go to heaven, but uh, uh, German Nazi guard over these Jews will go if he repents and puts his faith in Christ. But they failed to mention the fact that according to LDS teaching, that, uh, that German Nazi soldier 
never has to repent according to Mormonism and will receive the telestial kingdom. There's an issue there. After everyone else has been resurrected, the sons of perdition will have their turn. We've done an entire episode on them that you can check out, but essentially these are the people who had not just faith, but actual knowledge of the divinity of Christ and his mission and reject him nonetheless. This group of individuals, which I suspect will be rather small, will not inherit a kingdom of glory at all, but will be cast into outer darkness with Satan and his fallen angels for, as far as we know, eternity. So those people include people like me who held the LDS priesthood. I made a claim, bore my testimony more than one time, that I knew that this false Jesus was, uh, was you know, the... Jesus and Joseph Smith was his prophet and all the things that the, the garbage you hear in uh, LDS testimonies. Sorry to put my cards all out there on the table and tell us how you really feel, Norm. But the people like us, and I have heard it taught, and I believe if you look into um, McConkie's book, uh, Mormon Doctrine, um, and even I think it's in the Mormon Doctrine Made Easier. I could be wrong. You can correct me, give me comments or whatever. It, it, it basically says sons of perdition will only be men who held the LDS priesthood and renounced it. That's the only way you can truly become a son of perdition, according to LDS teachings, as far as I know. Now, if something new has come out, that, that episode on sons of perdition, give a little bit more. But essentially, guys like me who do stuff like this and literally refute the LDS teachings because I know what it is and I came out of those, we will be sons of perdition and we will be cast into the outer darkness. Nazi soldiers without repentance get to go to one level of heaven or another. LDS men who re renounce the, the false priesthood of the Mormon church will be cast into outer darkness. Seems legit. Now, as we've talked about in other episodes, we believe that after we die, our disembodied spirits will reside in the spirit world until the time comes for you to be resurrected. Our scriptures teach that spirit and element inseparably connected receive a fullness of joy, and when separated, man cannot receive a fullness of joy. This is why even the spirits of the righteous in the spirit world in Doctrine and Covenants 138 looked upon the long absence of their spirits from their bodies as a bondage. Moral of the story, live the gospel, keep the commandments. Having a resurrected body is a sweet deal and you don't want to be stuck in the spirit world for an extra thousand years waiting to be resurrected while everybody else is having a good time with Jesus. Not to mention what it would mean for you when the final judgment rolls around. If you're looking to learn more about this topic from the scriptures, I recommend Doctrine and Covenants section 88. I'll link that and a bunch of other resources in the description and we'll see you next time. Have a great day. So in other words, it is a gospel of works. You have to uh, keep the commandments. You have to do all these things in order to be saved, be, to get the celestial kingdom. I mean, it, it's really weird because it's this, this works plus nothing kind of situation where you can just be an axe murderer. Literally, this is a conversation I had with an LDS man one time because he, we were talking about salvation by grace through faith and repentance and so on. And he made the comment, he said, so you're telling me I can go get on that bus and kill a bunch of people with an, uh, an axe. And then if I repent, I'm going to turn around and go to heaven. And I'm like, well, okay, there's, there's some nuance here. You, 
the the heart of a repentant man does not want to continue to kill and but if someone is truly repentant like paul yes god forgives those sins and so as the conversation went on a little bit and i was talking about again the the, the idea of heaven and hell we as christians christ talked about heaven and hell there's one of two places in john 3 verse 16 17 and 18 we see that that for those who believe in christ there is eternal life but those who do not believe or believe are condemned already and so it's heaven or hell it is one of two places and that's it and he says well i don't believe in a god who would send anyone to hell and uh, so we believe in the three levels of heaven and blah 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 so and that's what i turned his words completely on him and i said so you're telling me i can go get on that bus and i can chop up a bunch of people with an axe and never repent and i get to go to one level of to the at least attain some level of heaven and he was speechless had nothing to say because they have nothing to say they literally are a universalist church except for guys like me who will go to what they consider hell or outer darkness because I renounced. I looked at the reality of what is the LDS church, and I said, this is all fake. This is a false gospel following after a false God and a false Christ that, and a false prophet in Joseph Smith and a false prophet today in Russell M. Nelson that cannot offer salvation to anyone. It's why it kills me so much when I look on Facebook and I see members of my own family posting pictures about having the elders over and blah, blah, blah. I've had this conversation with all of them and all I can do at this point is pray that they will recognize. But so many people are just like refuse to even recognize the reality and truth of the fact that, that it, is, it is Christ plus nothing giving us salvation, repenting, and putting our faith in the true biblical Christ of the Bible that is presented by the Bible, or you follow after a false Christ like what Mormonism gives you, and hell is your eternal destination. And that's harsh. People don't like to hear that, but it is true. That's what the Bible teaches. And that's why I refute every one of these videos that they make because I want people to see and hear and know that Mormonism cannot offer salvation. It is a lie from the pit of hell and that those who follow after the false gospel of the false Christ sent by a false God who has multiple gods before him of Mormonism are destined for hell unless they repent and put their faith in the true Jesus of the Bible. And that's why I do this. So my LDS friend, if, if you're watching this and you're hearing this, and I, I know probably some of these, these things that I said have, have flown at you and they sting. But the reality is you need that sting. That sting is a gift from God to, to cause you to turn, to look at the reality of what the LDS church is, and then turn to Christ in repentance and faith, faith the true Christ, the triune God, the second person of the Trinity, the Christ who is eternal with God the Father from eternity to eternity, is the, the physical man, the physical representation, what we see of the spiritual invisible God. Jesus is, is, is what we see tangibly 
as God. And we know the Father is spirit. The Holy Spirit is spirit. Jesus is the one that had a physical body. The Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Spirit. The Spirit is not the Father. It is triune. It is one God, three persons. And it's so hard to understand, but that is what the Bible teaches us. So if you are LDS and you're, you're following after this false Christ, I beg you to turn. Get with me. Hit me up in the, in the, the comments. We can get together. We can talk this out. And I would love to have a conversation with you about it. And for those of you who are Christian who are watching this, I hope you found this helpful. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until the next video, which will probably be dropping in about 30 minutes after this, Soli Deo Gloria.